We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers, a Rotowire fantasy soccer podcast brought to you by SoRare. Are you looking for NFTs that are both fun and have actual utility? Try SoRare, the largest NFT-based fantasy game. You can collect, trade, and compete with officially licensed digital cards of soccer players from over 180 clubs on SoRare. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com. I am Amazon Drake, soccer editor at Rotowire, joined by Chris Owen, writer at Rotowire. Chris... You got the new digs. You got a new studio here behind you. You got your full U.S. right now. I sure do. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm down and down. I'm uh, I'm in I'm in the basement, but I want to call it the la- uh, laboratory from here on out. I think is what okay. we're going to go with. Uh, this is it's uh, not, not totally complete, but uh, looking to get you know another TV down here maybe, and just a, a general spot to watch a lot of soccer, um, some NFL, you know, future basketball. Um, so just a, a space for me. Um, but yeah, big one tonight. I think, uh, you know, if, if you're into soccer betting, you're probably into World Cup qualifying. And we got USA Mexico tonight for us here on the on the continent known as North America. It gets That's about as big as it gets for us, I guess. Um, very US-centric view of it. But uh, yeah, excited for that one. going to grill out some some good food and you know obviously watch that one so um yeah excited to uh to talk futures these these uh futures episodes are usually pretty fun as it's a little bit of a change of pace for us so yeah um happy to talk with you again this week adam yeah change of pace i changed the uh, the graphic up so you know going a little a little crazier than usual but uh i guess my kit here i'm going back to my roots oh pure west number 17 just breaking this out i have i still have it for some reason i don't know but uh (laughs) this is the one time i'll wear it in uh i don't know 20 years i guess were you a (laughs) you young dirt kite in that 17 um sure that's a a working like striker who could find the back of the net I can't say the exact reasoning for 17, uh, but I guess Dirk Kite, maybe, uh, you know, I moved around central midfield, outside midfield, so I played a few different spots, but scored the random goal here and there. Maybe not the scoring prowess of, of Kite, though, I'd say. <laughs> it didn't look pretty, but he got it done, and maybe that's uh, <laughs> how he would describe your game. I don't know. 
I, I guess I'll agree with that. I, I can't argue that one. Or are you pretty, but got it done. A more modern day Kevin De Bruyne potentially in that seventeen. That's that's a stretch, but okay. <laughs> but uh, Premier League here. So let me pull up the table here. If you're watching on YouTube. I guess we could first go over, you know, just what we, so we're doing these, we've done these once a month for every international break. I think the main thing here is I just want to point out, you know, like all the success we're having on this podcast, because we're, you know, the stuff we're saying is actually correct. Maybe even more so correct than what we're saying on a weekly basis. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. Who cares? (laughs) But uh, just looking back here. So a month ago, I guess, month ago, two months ago, we talked about Norwich to finish bottom. So two months ago, they're plus 250. Last month, plus 105. Now they're plus 160, roughly, at, at some sites to finish bottom of the table. Chris, last week, I, I just listened to the pod before this one. You specifically pointed out West Ham to finish top six. That was plus 250 at the time. Now, minus 150. I don't know. Just look at all the look at all these uh, positive plays we got. We I also mentioned Southampton, uh, even before that uh, JWP suspension. That was plus four hundred to finish top at the table. Now it's plus one seventy five. I mean, we can't get any better than this, can we? Yeah, this is about as uh, as uh, on point as we as we have been. The Norwich one just seemed like you know from the beginning of the season. That's like one that you really had to key on key in on. You know, what's changed from their last time in the Premier League? Not really much. Now they're out of their manager. I don't see those odds getting any better for us. I don't know. You know, from, what do we say, 250 to 105 in the September uh, international break and now 160. Like, are they going to start? I mean, I guess they did win their first game of the season last week, but I don't know that we're going to get those odds any better. And at minus 160, you know, you're not really getting good enough odds to bet on that one. And then West Ham. They look like a bona fide top four team. Obviously, big win last week against uh, against Liverpool, but they look really good. And, and David Moyes has done a heck of a job. And then Southampton, um, top half now plus one seventy five. That's that's kind of a stretch for me. I still don't think they're going to be able to get it done in the top half. But uh, you know that those odds just aren't like you know at plus four hundred. You're like, oh yeah, maybe I'll take a flyer there. But at plus one seventy five, still decent odds to uh, to win some some money there. But like not long enough odds where I'm like, yeah, I feel confident in going to one seventy five Southampton top half. Yeah, going back to Norwich here, I guess we got to mention the two new managers here. So Norwich, you know, last in the table, they are even with Newcastle right now in five points. But it looks like. I don't know if they've officially named Frank Lampard their manager, but looks like that's going to be the case. And then Aston Villa getting Stevie G, your guy. Uh, you know, everyone calling it a stepping stone and whatnot for the Liverpool gig eventually, um, assuming, you know, he, he uh, Villa don't drop out of the league and, you know, they're just terrible. But Villa, they're 16th, 10 points. You know, they kind of. They added all these pieces in the offseason. They've struggled over the last month. So Dean Smith, he's gone. But do you think, what do you think about those managerial changes? You think Villa, you know, a team that could finish top half uh, with Gerard, And then in terms of Lampard, no changes for Norwich. We're still going bottom, even with the new manager. Yeah. Um, and the one you didn't mention, Eddie Howe at Newcastle too. That's, you know, 
couple mm-hmm. couple new managers here. But yes, yeah, for for Anke at Norwich, I feel like that's going to be a really tough one to keep them top half. And I'm, is that if if it, if it's not already announced, it's close. Um, they just don't have the the quality of the rest of the new of the Premier League sides. I mean, they got it. They obviously made their they've made their way to the Premier League twice now. But I just don't see a, a place where. Frank Lampard is, is a difference maker for them. Um, Eddie Howe, you know, proven proven that he can keep a team up in the Premier League with Newcastle, obviously uh, with Bournemouth, and um, can obviously go down too. But uh, I think he he's going to be able to keep up Newcastle, and obviously with that new financial backing that they have, I could see them maybe picking up a player or two in in January that helps their odds to keep up. And then uh, finally, Stevie G at um, Aston Villa, uh, you know, pretty good appointment. He, obviously took uh, Rangers up to the top of the um, Scottish league. And um, he did it by last season in 38 games, they conceded 13 goals. So if they're going to do it, if they're going to do it this year and um, in the Premier league and stay up and even potentially make it into the top half, they're going to do it. I think from a defensive, um, you know, focusing on defense first and then obviously hoping to, to find the back of the net with some of those pieces that they signed this, this season, like, uh, like Danny Ings, but yeah, I don't, of those three teams, I think Aston Villa has the best chance to finish in the top half. Yeah. Not too surprising. I was looking at the, the rain, all the Rangers stuff. So they were awesome last season uh, in terms of just overall goals allowed and goals scored Uh, this season. They've been kind of allowing a few more goals, but I mean, you can't really, yeah, they've allowed 13 goals in 13 matches after what you said, 10 last, all of last season. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, I think the main thing is just I think from what I saw, just looking at through some game logs, he likes to play a four three three. So it looks like probably if if they do that, they could do a front line like Danny Ings, and then on both sides put Leon Bailey and Ali Watkins. I mean, that's a pretty potent trio right there. And you know, if they can figure out what's going on in the back with Mings and Kanza and those guys, I mean. They were a pretty good team last season. Just wasn't working out for them yet this year. So, I mean, they got the pieces. It's just about putting them together, really. Yeah, and and to kind of discuss uh, top half bets here, we have uh, – you can get Aston Villa at plus, four, plus 400 to finish in the top half, which pretty good odds there and honestly worth taking a flyer at. They Last season they finished – was it – let's see. They finished last season 11th. They were four points off uh, 10th, which was Everton, and, and then uh, – uh, four points off leads. So, um, you know, season before they barely made survival last season, they were a bit better this season. They've definitely added quality from players. And, you know, I don't know. No, none of us know what Steven Gerrard's going to do with that team. And if he's going to like, you know, be the, the manager that pushes them in the top half, but at plus 400 odds, you know, quality, decent manager, you know, unproven in the Premier league, maybe worth a flyer on a bet. Yeah. Right now, the middle of the table is just, uh, just a confusing thing. I pulled well, I pulled up last season and so you had Villa at 55 and then just below them, or not just, but 10 points below them in 12th place was Newcastle with 45 points. So there is a massive drop off between the top 11 teams and on the bottom. But I mean, if you look at this season, it's it's kind of well, right now, obviously, we're talking right now, it's only been 11 matches, but like these teams, like. Crystal Palace, it seems like they're, you know, on a better trajectory than last season. We already talked about Southampton, Brentford, they're up and down. But even included in the uh, 
with those teams, like we still got Wolves, still got Tottenham, Everton, Leicester. Like, if you can get plus 400 odds, yeah, Villa, they're what, four or five points between behind these teams right now. But you got to figure all of those teams have, you know, the ability to really go on a three or four game collapse like Villa has gone on, like Everton has gone on since the start of the season. So, you know, if Villa, you know, they string together a couple wins, maybe they're going to be be with that bunch of teams and then plus 400 combined with uh, just the how cl- close is what I'm trying to say, I guess, how close all these teams are going to be. It just seems the middle of the table is just closer than what it was last season, I guess. Yeah, totally agree with you. I mean, really early on. So these, these are kind of like fractions, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, do we think Aston Villa is going to drop five straight again? You know, I, I don't think so. So if they can string together a couple wins and I haven't looked at their schedule, but they can get a couple wins here. They're easily back in the top half here. And, you know, at least in that, that like middle third of teams that were, we're like, okay, this could happen, but yeah, plus 400, definitely something to consider when you think about how poorly they've been playing and how, you know, is this rock bottom for them? I'm not sure. Yeah, it does get pretty rough because they do have Manchester City and Liverpool coming up, but their next two are actually home against Brighton at Crystal Palace. So on one end, they could win both those matches. On the other, they could get one point from the next two, and then they have Manchester City, Leicester, and Liverpool on the schedule. So so it's something that could uh, be – they could be get those couple wins here coming up, or, you know, they could be – near i don't know burnley or newcastle or something the table yeah. after the next five weeks so yeah definitely i guess we can go to just the top of the table here and that's you know that's one thing that always has to be mentioned so manchester city they're still the favorite minus 125 to win it chelsea plus 225 liverpool plus 400 those odds are pretty much the same as when we discussed it a month ago. Maybe Liverpool has dropped from plus 450 to plus 400. I, that's probably because the some of the other teams dropped off, really. Um, mainly Manchester United. I think that's the, that's the main thing. Manchester United, they're plus 10,000 to win the title. Uh, they were plus 2,000 a month ago. And surprisingly, fourth and fifth on the ads are West Ham at plus 5,000, Arsenal plus 6,500. I'm going to ask you a question about straight forecast odds on these. But first, what's your initial thoughts just on the top of the table here? I I still kind of like the value on Chelsea, uh, just with them three points above Man City right now. Yeah, Chelsea, I mean, they're top of the table. So if you can get plus 225 odds, why not? Um, they look most primed to do it and goal scoring for them is a concern, but they're so solid defensively that they could, you know, I think it, it's worth concerning at plus 225. The Man City odds not really good enough where you're like, okay, let's throw some, some money down on Man City just because minus 125, that's right in our like uh, wheelhouse of might skip over that one. Um, but yeah, Chelsea at least look the, you know, look the part. And then Liverpool plus 400, they were previously plus 450. I could see it, but they're really going to – squad depth is being tested specifically in the midfield. And then come January when we're missing 
Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, I think there's just going to be, they're going to have a really tough time to try and to, to, you know, at least win the league. I think top four, you know, shouldn't be a problem for them, but that's, that's traditionally where we've really seen them struggle. So if you are, uh, you know, if you're a Liverpool fan, maybe Chuck, uh, go plus 400, but if not, I, I, I just don't think they really have a good enough chance to win it. That's that's not good to hear. Before the season, I took Liverpool plus 500. So the odds have gone down, but not by as much as I wanted. And the loss against West Ham did not help. But yeah. here's a funny thing. So I, I hear, you know, a lot of people just mention, you know, Chelsea's lack of goal scoring, but I'm kind of surprised that they actually have five more goals in Manchester City, four more than West Ham. Obviously, they had the, what is it, 7 0 yeah. game against Norwich. That, obviously, that helps. But I mean, it's not like these other teams don't have, you know, these easy matchups where they go off for tons of goals. But, you know, it's still, I think Lukaku is going to come back after the break. So that's going to help. And Pulisic, he's getting, he's getting there. And, I don't know, like you said, with, with I think the difference between Chelsea and Liverpool just is is Chelsea's depth. So, mm-hmm. like they've dealt with Conte injuries, but they really haven't had a problem. Like, like they've had Jorginho, they have Kovacic, they even are playing a, a Loftus Cheek, who you know he was a regular for Fulham last season. Like he knows how to play in the league, and he's like their fourth midfielder. And that's not even talking about Saul, who they brought over from Atletico, and like he's not playing, but Four, if they have four midfielders that get hurt, like, you know, oh, hey, here's Saul. He looked terrible in his first start, but, you know, he's a veteran that they can just bring in. And yeah. I think that depth is definitely something you'd look at for these uh, plus 225 odds to win it. But as I said before, so I pulled up, uh, it's called Straight Forecast. I found these at William Hill, uh, which is, uh, looks like they have, I think they have a deal in, uh, the states for Caesars, but so you can bet on you know the one-two finish. So Manchester City to finish first, Chelsea to finish second is plus two twenty. I think both of us are kind of leaning on. Well, maybe I don't know about your thoughts, but Chelsea. If you turn that around, Chelsea to finish first, Manchester finish second, plus three thirty-three. And based off your thoughts, maybe they aren't what you want to happen, but you. Here I suggested Liverpool may not be a team you want to bet on to finish top two. So just looking at those plus 220, plus 333, have any interest in, you know, taking the exact one-two finish there? Yeah, the plus 220 with City winning it and and Chelsea getting second is the most uh, appetizing to me. I think City, you mentioned, you know, Chelsea's got incredible depth. There's no team that's deeper than Manchester City. Um, I think that they're going to be able to probably climb the table here a little bit and get into the top or get into first place there. Obviously, sitting at the second place currently, and um, yeah, that all that said, I, those are both good odds, and you could conceivably put a bet on both if you really want. I don't know. I kind of think I kind of think Chelsea's depth is better. Just uh, I don't know. I I think you know Man City's immediate depth. Uh, you're just looking at, you know, the guys that don't play every match, like Mares and and Sterling. Like you have those guys, and even Gundogan hasn't hasn't been playing as much because Silva, Bernardo Silva, has been starting. But just looking at their defensive depth, like 
so Zinchenko is their third fullback. And then if he's hurt, they're putting like Nathan Ake in at, at fullback. Uh, if, you know, Cancelo or Walker miss time. And I don't know, even like their midfield, it's not like like current week, our depth chat here, our depth chart at Rotowire, like we have Fernandinho as the fifth midfielder. And then it's, it's a complete drop off. I mean, yeah. it's not something that I guess we're just talking about this, like it's going to affect them terribly because it's not like, you know, Man City is going to get five injuries at once to all their top guys. So this probably doesn't matter. But I do kind of like Chelsea's depth a little more. It's just that they don't have attacking depth as that's partly because they have all these injuries. But, you know, it this may not matter in the end, but it may help at yeah. some point. But <laughs> – Plus, plus three thirty three, plus two. What, what, what do we say? Two twenty five. Yeah. Like, I think we both are are pretty keyed in on those teams being in the top two. So, if you like either one of those, then I think you can make a, a, a decent bet on that one. Yeah, if you just want a little more juice, I guess on Chelsea plus two twenty five to win it, you could take the plus three thirty and hope uh, Man City don't screw that one up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, next up, so we're going from top of the table to bottom of the table. And, you know, where I talked about Norwich, uh, Watford here, uh, I'm just reading off uh, odd averages, I guess. Watford, min- so this is odds to be relegated. Watford minus 175, Newcastle plus 100, Burnley plus 120, Brentford plus 350, Villa plus 500. And I think we're both kind of set on, you know, Norwich, their relegation odds are minus 600. I think we're fine with that. So we're kind of looking at two other spots. I, I mentioned this in my article this week, uh, rotowire.com. There's one spot I'm kind of I'm kind of looking at, and it's Brentford. Uh, I guess it really depends. You got to you gotta shop the lines here. I did say plus 350 for them, but I've seen plus 400 and plus 450 for Brentford to be relegated. So Brentford has been a team that I think we both like through the first few months of the season. And it's just kind of fallen apart the last month for whatever reason, maybe the injury on the back line, maybe who knows what it's, it just hasn't been, it hasn't worked as well. They lost to Burnley. They lost to Norwich. Do you have a favorite out of that group? And what are your thoughts I guess a favorite to be relegated out of that group. You know, what are your thoughts on Brentford? Yeah, we definitely – we've enjoyed watching Brentford play. They're entertaining. What we've seen the last few matches has not been particularly good, especially losing Norwich, giving them their first win in the Premier League. I – you know, those odds, uh, I think I saw a 450 on DraftKings. Um, that's certainly long enough to entertain. Uh, their squad depth is going to be tested. They, they haven't really – I mean, besides um, a couple of, like, Tony and Embuema, like, they haven't really been able to score. Um, obviously need to do that in the Premier League. And so I think at plus 450, that would be the one that I'd entertain the most. Burnley, they always – we always, like, discuss Burnley in the, in the beginning of the season where they're struggling, they're looking at relegation. They're always in that, like, bottom five. Or at least it seems like they're always in that bottom five. So plus 150, they always seem to get it done and like not in avoid relegation. So I don't know if I would go with Burnley just because they, they've like proven that they can be in a relegation scrap and make it, make it out. Um, so if I was really going to go like that Brentford plus four fifty is long enough odds to, to make it worthwhile. 
Yeah, speaking of that Norwich Brentford game, so talking about our best bets here. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna get too far into this, but if our show would have been Friday instead of Thursday, there's a chance I would have changed my best bet to like a Norwich win or draw or something because I did the I did our DraftKings DFS show on Friday. Before that, I was looking at recent Brentford Norwich matches and it was just like super defensive games. Norwich last season Norwich actually uh, took four points from Brentford in the championship and the odds were just crazy on Brentford to win. So I took the bet personally, but I, you know, my my uh, best bet numbers may look better if we would have waited 24 hours in that show. But, you know, I'll I'll find a way to, to get it back. Um, there we have and- it. To our, to our global <laughs> listenership, wait till Friday to ask Adam about Norwich City, Brantford odds. Yeah, so relegation again. Um Kind of along the lines of what you're saying, Burnley, they always seemed a way to to get out of there. Uh, I think, you know, the addition of Cornette up, up front is is a boost and they've they've kind of looked they still only have eight points, but I think they've they just beat Brentford and then they took a point at Chelsea. And like we said, Newcastle, like you gotta think they're gonna add a bunch of team or add a bunch of players in the transfer window, so it's hard to see them getting relegated. With a new manager, I'd say even Villa is in that range. So, like, we're looking right now, Brentford, Watford, Norwich to be relegated. And, like, if you can get Brentford at plus 450, that kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, I I didn't look around to see if you could actually pick the exact three teams to be relegated, but that would be an interesting number. I'm sure that would be – I don't know, plus 1,000 or something if you picked all those teams to be relegated. But Burn, or Brentford just seems like the reasonable choice there, uh, despite you know how good they looked in the first two months of the season. I think that's it for, I guess, I guess we really haven't talked about you know top, high, top half odds or anything. Uh, do you have any bot, top, top half, bottom half thoughts there? Um, yeah, we... we... We mentioned uh, Aston Villa at plus 400 to be in the top half. Another good one to look at would be uh, Leeds. I know they've been like pretty poor this uh, this season, but they did finish ninth last year on 59 points. So they tied with Everton at, at uh, well, on goal difference, they were ninth and Everton um, behind them at 10th. So those are the three teams to really consider. Uh, but yeah, I like Aston Villa plus 400 and then and Leeds uh, plus 300s. They're, the Southampton odds are surprisingly plus 175 but i think uh maybe when we're in our next pod when we discuss uh, southampton those odds might be a little bit different and more favorable to take yeah one thing we haven't really uh i guess talked about today as compared to you know prior previous international break podcast was just we you know we focused on schedule 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 and that led i think that was the main reason that led to you know, all our calls and all those correct picks. So just looking at leads here, now their schedule is okay over the next few matches. Uh, the problem is, you know, Bamford, he does not have a return date. Uh, so that does not help. But at Tottenham, at Brighton, two pretty difficult matches. Not overly difficult, but 
given how Leeds are playing, pretty difficult. But those are followed by home against Crystal Palace, home against Brentford, and then at Chelsea. So we could look at those plus 300 odds that finish top half, or you could wait and maybe they're going to lose three of those next five, and it could be looking at plus 400, plus 450 or something in the beginning of December for them to finish top half. So, uh, again, I guess just – look at the schedule when you're when you're making these bets i think that's the uh that's the main takeaway i think the only the only time that uh that didn't really work for us was well not that it didn't work but i remember talking about liverpool and waiting to take their odds but uh they their matches have been just kind of i don't know they've they've won games that they, the odds were even in, and then they've lost games in which they're favored kind of thing. So that kind of changes the odds. Um, yeah. I think that last podcast must have been right before that Manchester City match. It was um, right after it, I believe. Um, the Liverpool-Manchester okay. Manchester City game, we, they drew 2-2. And then, you know, that was uh, – we were discussing their, their future – um, their future schedule. They had liver, you know, at Watford, they won that one at Man United. They won that one and then um, drew Brighton two, two, and then lost three, two to West Ham. So, you know, one, two drew one lost one. So not really enough to like change the odds from what they were. And I think when we, those odds didn't really change because Manchester United has dropped off. West Ham has raised. So we saw the West Ham odds, you know, really come up at Arsenal, who we talked about in the first pod <laughs> and we were talking about Mikel Arteta, but uh, they played really well. I think they're unbeaten in six or eight maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, playing really well. So that's, I think that's when we last discussed Liverpool is when they had those four kind of tough games and odds haven't really changed much. Yeah. The funny thing on Arsenal, 13 goals, goals scored 13 allowed. Uh, I don't know. That's, when when you compare this, if you're looking on YouTube, when you compare that to Liverpool, who are two points above them, 31 scored, 11 allowed. It's just it's just a funny number to have a goal differential of zero, yet you're sitting six wins out of 11 matches. And I guess that's just you know they were I don't know what the, I can't remember what the scores were the first three matches of the season, but it, I guess it wasn't good. So I guess that that plays a part, but it's kind of a funny thing. So. Next up, goal odds. Salah is minus 120. I think it was plus 225 a month ago, if I'm reading this correct on our sheet here. Yeah, that's correct. So he's a good portion above everyone else. But I think, you know, if African Cup of Nations wasn't going on, um, I think he would be closer to like a minus 200 but you put it you throw that in you throw in a possibility of what missing a few matches and his odds get dropped to minus 120 so Salah 10 goals Vardy seven goals Mane Antonio six goals I don't know minus 120 and he's gonna miss those matches you think the odds are good enough right there or what do we think what are we thinking here yeah I mean Last pod we said plus two twenty five. That's that's when we should have taken him. I still think he I still think he wins the Golden Boot. I really do. Um, only going to miss three to four games, and then depending on what Klopp does with like his fitness, giving a little a little rest or not, you know, he might miss potentially 
four to five games. I'm not really sure what he, what he's going to do in that regard, but the time to take him was like last month, not now, minus odds. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a couple other people out there that are interesting. I similarly to Salah, Sadio Mane being in the Africa Cup of Nations, um, he's plus eighteen hundred. Going to be really tough for him to to beat you know beat Salah at least even not even on Liverpool. Uh, but a couple other people like Jamie Vardy plus twelve hundred could benefit from that. Uh, Ronaldo plus six hundred. I mean, the guy is single handedly keeping Manchester United afloat right now. I feel like, um, and then uh, Antonio. Uh, Michelle Antonio at plus 2200, who's been really fun to watch. I think uh, that would be like a long odds type of bet. And um, yeah, th- those are probably my biggest ones that I'd entertain. We really haven't seen the best out of Harry Kane. He's always in, in that uh, run for the Golden Boot. He's plus 1600. Yeah, I think Jamie Vardy was plus 1000 a month ago. Um, he's still, you know, second with those seven goals, but then, you know, I di- I dove into his numbers and he doesn't have a shot on target in the last three league matches, which is interesting considering, you know, how was that? Certainly concerning not to, not to see the Vardy party taking any shots on goal or shots in general. Yeah. It's not like they've been, well, I guess they kind of were struggling, but uh, he only played the first half in that Brentford match, uh, that one match while I was in Spain. So I kind of missed that one. But yeah, it's uh, so I, I still have the Ronaldo under uh, 21 goals, I think, for the season. So if you don't have that bet, I would consider Ronaldo at the plus 600. Um, just looking where he's at right now, four goals. Six behind Salah, but I don't know. You got to think United, they turn things around. And when they turn things around, you got to think Ronaldo's the guy scoring goals. And he's, you know, he scored a few more goals in Champions League. And he's always going to, he's always going to get shots on target, I think. And when you combine that with Salah missing a month, roughly, of action, I don't know. Plus 600, this might be the best you'll get on Ronaldo uh, for the rest of the season. Um, Like over the next five matches, they have Watford, they have Norwich on the schedule. So, I mean, those could be matches where, you know, he's busting out a hat trick. So if that happens, that's going to be moving to plus 200 odds pretty soon. So, Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I did mention, I want to retract a statement, but uh, Harry Kane at plus 1,600, he's got one goal on the season. He's nine back a solid. That feels like too many goals to make up to win the Golden Boot. Yeah, when I was reading my article, I also saw Lukaku is one, two. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to take him at uh, whatever odds he was at, plus 750 he's at. It's like, I have no interest in taking plus 750 odds right now, nine behind Salah. It's not yeah. like Salah is going to stop scoring. That's the thing. Oh. Like he's still going to get up to, you know, around 20 goals, even if he misses a month. So like these guys still have to score 20 plus goals if they want to win this award. So it just depends if you want to take that minus 120 with African uh, Cup of Nations coming up. So, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think, uh, I think that's it. We covered the table. We covered or what we liked in terms of futures along with some golden boot odds. Do you have any uh, other thoughts? 
Not really. Uh, always fun to do these international break pods. A good change of pace from the the weekend week out grind of uh, the Premier League, and um, good to kind of try to play Nostradamus here and <laughs> predict the future. But um, yeah, really fired up for this USA Mexico match. I got my the Clint Dempsey jerseys, you know, ready to go. Maybe uh, get some good food going, and, and uh, hopefully, you know, the US comes away with a win. But most importantly, hopefully, we see a, a really good game, as those games usually are uh, pretty cracking. Yeah, so we got USA to win plus 185. They are underdogs. Mexico are plus 160. USA to score first, plus 110. Do you have, do you have, what are your thoughts here on these odds? Uh, USA plus 185, book it. Okay. All right. <laughs> plus 185, that is the best bet for the international break. We won't put it on. Chris's record if it doesn't happen but if it does happen maybe we will put it on the record well you know we'll I'm, putting, I'm putting it down right now it's going on my record okay all right well uh we'll add USA plus 185 to Chris's record and that is it for the international break show if you're watching on YouTube like and subscribe to our channel if you're listening please rate and review um yeah that's it Game week 12 next week. Unclear when our show will be, but it will happen at some point next week. Uh, Chris, thanks for joining me. Also, thank you to So Rare for sponsoring the show. And we will see everyone next week. Have a good weekend. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.